Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Simpson family member. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Oh, we got this. This is our first ever Simpsons topic, I think. No. Haven't we done best character on The Simpsons before? No, with that is reserved. Somebody has reserved that. One of our prior guests wants to come on to talk about it. Oh, okay. He reserved it like three years ago. So we're saving it for that guest, but this is... But but we're going to narrow it down. Yeah. Lauren Cordero asked, her version of it was, which of the five Simpsons family members is the best one? So we're talking about Homer, Marge, Maggie, Lisa, and Bart. Right. If we want to expand the Simpson family, we're not including Patty and Selma, their bouviers. That just adds Abe. Yes. And we, Homer's we add Abe, half-brother. Yeah, yeah. Homer's half-brother, Herb Stemple, is technically a Simpson, but right. he's not the best one. Where did he get his last name? From his mother. He was raised by his mother. Oh, so he took Stemple from his mom. Yes. Yeah. That seems reasonable. If that's the person that raises you. Yeah. Yeah. Was, we don't need the patriarchy of names. Child. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. All right. So this is the big five. This is I can't believe this is our first Simpsons episode. I know that's wild. What's your relationship? Well, like, yeah, let's talk about that. What is your relationship to the Simpsons? I'm married to them. That's my (laughs) well. Then you know who the best Simpson is? Hal Lublin hyphen Simpson. Sometimes he spells the hyphen. Uh, I've been watching The Simpsons. I mean, I watched pretty regularly the first 10 to 12 seasons. I, prior to that, was watching them on The Tracy Ullman Show because I loved The Tracy Ullman Show. So Back when I, Homer used to sound like this. Well, I mean, it's born out of a Walter Matthau impression, so it was much more of an attempt I didn't attempt realize it was Walter a Walter Matthau. Matthau impression. Yes, that is. You know what? That's a legit Walter Matthau impression then because that's what he sounds like in those episodes. It is. And then he eventually, you can still hear the DNA of that, but that's how you create a new character. People who want to be voice actors is sometimes doing an impression of someone and then it becomes sort of your own because it's not a great impression or you figure out different things to key in on. But I don't think Abe is going to be the best Simpson. No, I don't think. Though Abe does have some great Simpson moments. Yes, he's very interesting. But before you asked me, what is your relationship Mm -hmm. to the Simpsons? Uh, I'm like you, I watched the first 10 seasons or so pretty regularly. I check back in with them frequently because people that I have known and respected in comedy are now working at the Simpsons, you know, 30 years into the run of the show. It's an undeniable run of a show Mm -hmm. and also working at universal studios. I've spent so much time surrounded by the Simpsons. I would argue that one of my favorite episodes of the Simpsons is the ride because it is (laughs) It's, it's the only happen. Simpsons episode that has to happen in C2 in one location where it was created, uh, including such great things as the uh, Krusty Land wet and smoky stunt show and all the like mm-hmm. little details that they have where they're actually making fun of Universal. I love. Yeah. But yeah, I grew up on the show like uh, like we all did. It seems like there's no general yeah. like 
there's people that are older than us that may not have grown up on the show, but it has been in the lives of everyone our age and younger since childhood. And I think the two heavy hitters of the family, mm-hmm. not saying that they're the best, but first Bart broke out. Yeah. And did the Butterfinger ads, although Homer was a part of those. You know, it was, it was like Bart mania. It was Bartman shirts. It, Do the Bartman. Was, yeah. 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 Eat my shorts. Cowabunga. Uh, so yeah. many Cowabunga dude t-shirts at school. Yeah. Bart was on the day that we were allowed deal. to wear non-uniforms. But I think over time, Homer has become more of the breakout character and the show has centered more overall on him. Yeah. Just because he's so dumb and it's such a fun character. The, the donut, like a lot of now where everybody says dough, mm-hmm. that's way more prevalent than Kawabunga, way more prevalent than eat my shorts. It has survived longer. Yeah. Or even the, mm, and then whatever food or whatever right. object, whatever noun you're, you're lusting after. Yeah. If we're just diving right into Homer, I think that Homer is the most Shakespearean of the characters mm. on the show. In that he has that classic Shakespearean element of a great character, which is his tragic flaw. He all like it it is a character that is trying to do good, but something gets in the way for Othello. It's jealousy for Macbeth. It's ambition. And I would argue that for Homer, it's simply stupidity. He means well, and he always tries to do what is right for his family. Or maybe not stupidity so much as id. You know what I mean? His id gets in yeah. the way. Yeah. I would almost say gluttony because yeah. he thinks in terms of, and it is food, but it's also like something beneficial to him. Mm-hmm. Like when he almost cheats on Marge with, I think it's Lurleen, the country singer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like the attention is like intoxicating to him. So he goes yeah. towards that. Now he eventually makes the right choice, but there is something to, he is the cartoon character that the scent of the hamburger is picking him up by the nose and carrying him through the air. But yeah. for like anything, for a job, for whatever it is in any given episode that he's after. It's interesting. I feel like as a human being, I am rooting for Homer Simpson to make better choices. Mm-hmm. But as a fan and a viewer of a comedy cartoon, I am perfectly happy with the choices he is making. Oh, sure. Him trying to jump Snake Canyon to stop Bart <laughs> from doing it. And yeah. then him in the stretcher and falling again. Like the bits that they've done with him mm-hmm. are like classic all time. Great, great bits. And he was the central focus of the movie. It was his arc. Yes. The Simpsons movie had that very thing, which is, you know, Homer getting carried away Mm -hmm. by selfish and ill-advised intentions, and then ultimately, at the end, doing what's right. Yes. In that case, sacrificing himself or thinking he's going to sacrifice himself. Being willing to. Being willing to sacrifice himself, yeah. Homer is one of those perfectly crafted bits of pop culture in that I think we can all see a little bit of ourselves in Homer. And we definitely have a character to root for. Yeah. And someone who sees a lot of themselves in Homer is Bart, who, Mm -hmm. just to do the flip side of that, like, breakout character coin, Bart, there is a heart to him. Ultimately, he will do the right thing as well. But he also, by and large 
is a troublemaker. He's acting out either because he's not getting enough love or not getting enough attention, or that's just the way he is. You know, you see generally when they go to the future, a lot of times in the future, he is like, he is like an alcoholic who is in and out of jail. Bart is the one I would least like to spend actual time with. Sure. You know? Yeah. Even though it would be fun antics. He seems, uh, yeah, he does have a lot of those moments where he does ultimately, because it's a sitcom, he does ultimately do the right thing. Yeah. But yeah, he's just, for me, I I guess to me, Bart is the most flat of the characters in this way, not as much as Maggie, but in terms of the most unwavering in, in that he is always going to be causing mischief. He is never going to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. Right. He is always going to begin the episode who we know he is and probably end the episode who we know he is. Well, I mean, I mean, they all will to a certain extent. Yeah. It's kind of the, the premises that they kind of start where they were. Yeah. Every single time. But there is over time when he's not the featured part of an episode, mm-hmm. he's just sort of causing trouble. Like you don't see the part of him that's good. Yeah. Unless you're seeing how his actions are affecting him. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love Bart like everybody loved Bart. And it's still a very good character. It's, sure. it's a, a very good portrayal by Nancy Cartwright. All five of these characters yeah. are great. But I think he's an interesting case because you really got to be into, like, his shtick. Because it's mm-hmm. – I don't think he ultimately has the depth of the other family members. No. Do you think that Maggie is may- maybe secretly the deepest of all of them? Maggie is tough because Maggie Buster Keaton, Maggie is you can put on to Maggie whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's a blank slate. She is definitely the smartest of them. Quantifiably, Lisa has an IQ of 159 and Maggie has an IQ of 167. Yes. But I think that a lot of that is I think a lot of Maggie's personality comes out of bits about Maggie having no personality. Well, and, and you know some I mean? of them, either that or like the point where like, she's like, these people are all idiots. Yeah. And I'm trying to communicate with you. You're not understanding what I'm saying, or I'm pointing what you're supposed to do. I've got to go do it myself. Yeah. Which is a great bit of business. And, you know, yeah. it makes sense that the character to make, says the least is the smartest. Yeah. To make the baby of the group, the Bud Abbott, the all of the other clowns. <laughs> it is. She's kind of like R2-D2. Yeah. Can't really communicate outwardly with the audience anyway and with the other characters, except the ones that, you know, are arguably R2-D2 communicates more than Maggie does. Yeah. They seem to understand what R2-D2 is saying a lot of the time. Yeah. But I don't know. I like Maggie. Maggie's a lot of fun, but I don't think Maggie's going to win this. I just don't think there's the depth to Maggie. There's the, uh, yeah, I, I just don't think she's, she's there. She'll get there one day, one day when she grows up, even though she's what, 33 now? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She's this many. I'm holding up two threes. Uh, listeners, Hal is holding up a three on each of his hands. I've really got to figure out what a podcast is. Lisa is the, I would say Lisa is the conscience of the family. Absolutely. That she Lisa is. is, I love Lisa. And there's, there's a piece of her, you know, there are children. Where they may love their family very much, but there's a sense of like, I don't belong here. I'm meant to do something different. Everyone here, uh, you know, I'm the creative person 
in my family, I'm this like creative sort of different kind of spirit. And so I need to, when I get my independence, that's when I'm really going to flourish. Cause this isn't a garden where there's room for me to grow to my full potential. And that yeah. feels like what Lisa is. She loves jazz music. She's incredibly smart. She is willing to change, including going vegan. Mm -hmm. But she is all of those things. But what you describe and what I think is brilliant about Lisa, um, what you described is all of the ways and all of the reasons that a person would have for growing out of their family. And we will never see Lisa do that. But I would argue that Lisa will never outgrow her family because she will always be trying to raise them up and hold them to a higher standard. She will always be a Simpson. When faced with the option of going against the family, Lisa will always choose to stay a Simpson and be loyal to her family. Right. Ultimately. Yes. You know, yeah. and I think it's funny. Each of them does seem to have, they have their virtues and their vices and they have their reason for staying in this family and where they are and how they are, you know? Yeah. I mean, you remember uh, that what Lisa does in the future, right? Yeah, she's the president of the United States that has to clean up after President Trump. Yep. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I could not believe that that joke came back up, of course, of course after yeah. the inauguration. And the Simpsons predicted it. They knew. I know. They knew. There's a, like a flip side to her mm -hmm. of the person who knows what's best for you. Sometimes you don't want to hear. Yeah. Because it feels like you're being condescended to or nagged or being told that you're wrong all the time. And there's an element of that with her that makes it hard for her to relate to her family because mm -hmm. the truth is what she's saying a lot of the time is 100% right, but they don't want to hear it. Right. So there is a breakdown there that makes it harder for her to function. And I guess that's the, that is the, I'm sure, and that's what makes this show great is that is a real family dynamic that happens a lot. I'm sure is that there is one member of the family who is the moral center who is attempting to not outgrow the family, but to hold the family to a higher standard. And I know I'm sound yes. like I'm repeating myself, but I am repeating myself. Well, she wants to bring them along with her. That's yes. And they want to go, even when they want to go on a different path, if she doesn't want to take that path, she will take the path she wants to take and try to pull them with her, which yeah. I think is really a beautiful thing. Why don't we pull everybody here through a break? And mm -hmm. when we come back, there is one member of the Simpson family we have yet to discuss at all. I don't even know that we've mentioned her name yet, but we will right after this. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura House. And I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and sometimes it feels like the whole world is a dumpster fire. Right? There's too much to worry about. That's why we make Tiny Victories. It's a 15-minute podcast where we celebrate our minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. And listeners call in, like Valerie, who found the perfect gift for her daughter's boyfriend, and Adam, who finally turned his couch cushion the right way. And little happinesses, like how birdsong helps your brain. That's science. So join us in not freaking out for 15 minutes a week. That's Tiny Victories with Annabelle and Laura, Mondays on Maximum Fun. Woo! It's a tiny victory just to make a network promo. Honestly. Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? 
look around a room of people, do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month? Have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person? Us too. She's Alexis B. Preston. She's Ella McLeod. And we host Comfort Creatures, the show where you can't talk about your pets too much, animal trivia is our love language, and dragons are just as real as dinosaurs. Tune in to Comfort Creatures every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Marge. Well, you did mention her name. You did say it. You said, said it. you would mention her name right after the break. Yeah. And right after the break, you did. You are no liar, Hal Lublin. That's right. Now, here's my argument. And tell me if you agree. Or here's a point. I'm not arguing because what are we arguing about? Here, yeah. here would be the point I would make. If Lisa is the conscience of the family and mm-hmm. maybe Homer in some ways is the heart. Yeah. I would say Marge is the soul of the family. I think she also. I think she was the glue. Of the family. Also the glue. I mean, you see that, like, she's, she has sacrificed pretty much everything mm-hmm. for the sake of her family. Interesting. Then I'm, I'm, now I'm getting philosophical in my brain and going, what makes, does that parallel, does sacrifice make her the soul? I think she just cares so deeply about the family and keeping it together that she puts mm-hmm. that before everything else. I don't know that that's what makes it a soul, but there is a mm-hmm. part of her that she is a conscience to them as well. Yeah. She is like sort of a guiding light for that family, but she also is timid in a lot of cases. That's why a streetcar named Marge is such a great episode. Really? You get to, she does streetcar. something for herself that yeah. is like the family is just depending on her all the time and aren't even aware of the extent that they depend on her until she's not doing stuff anymore. And she's busy doing things for her. And then they want her not to do the play because Mm -hmm. selfishly for all of the family members, Lisa included, because she's doing something for herself, that means she's not doing things for them. Yeah. And that is, I think a theme of Marge throughout time is that she is, she thinks of herself last. And I wonder, is that we are hold? I mean, I I don't know if we can hold that up as a virtue. No, because here's the thing: we are also two dudes talking about this, and Marge is in many ways a throwback female character. We are not necessarily the best equipped to talk about Marge and how valuable or important. Her sacrifice for everyone else's as the mom of the family. You know what I mean? It's not even like, oh, it's good that she's sacrificing. It's the family has trouble functioning because they right. have made themselves dependent on her. And, yeah. and just like they've taken advantage or just, well, yeah, taken advantage of, of the way that she provides and taken it for granted even more. And that said, she is a great mom. Fantastic mom. She is a, a fantastic great wife. mom, a great mom, a great wife. She is a loving family person. Yeah. And it's, I think it's fascinating on the show when they explore her getting to know herself and her doing things for herself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it is based on like the idea of a new, like quite literally, they are a nuclear family. Yeah. And so they exist in these roles that. To a certain degree, I'm sure Matt Groening's family fell into mm-hmm. a little bit. And so, yeah, like it's, they have written her as a suburban housewife, but she's so much more than that. And they, they, yeah. not to say that that isn't a noble thing if that's what someone chooses to do, right. but like they 
allow her as a character, she's always exploring and there are always opportunities for her to get to know herself and do things for herself and to reach her limit and not just, she's not always just the same character. That's fascinating. Yes. I think that's one reason that she is great this many seasons in as well. And that all of the other characters, we kind of know what's going on with them. It's put them into an antic and we'll see that antic with Marge. She's sort of slowly unfolding because her, her primary job is running this family and keeping this family together. We don't get as many options to see her do her own thing. So over the course of 30 plus seasons, it's cool to watch that onion, you know, just get layer after layer after layer revealed of the onion that is Marge, the slow burn of Marge's details about herself. That said, Mm -hmm. ultimately, what are we looking for here? Do you think? I think we are looking for, I mean, best character is so tough because it is such a subjective thing. So we need to find the objective criteria for what we're looking for, for the best character. And I would argue it's the things you learn in acting school or in literature class about what makes a great character. Relatability, uh, point of view, uh, their virtues versus their vices, their place within the story. And I think that for me, two of them, using all the different criteria of what makes a great character, I think two of the characters in this rise to the top and it's a binary battle between two of them. What are the two that you're thinking of? Homer and Lisa. Okay. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I would have said maybe Homer and Marge, but I think Homer and Lisa is also a fine choice. <laughs> Here's what I come to in mm-hmm. the end. My tiebreaker is who's funnier. That's yeah. my tiebreaker. It's a and comedy show. Who do you mind for comedy more? I think Lisa, by and large, plays the straight, is the Bud Abbott consistently. Mm-hmm. And Homer is just like full of you could probably rattle off like 10 moments with him that you think are hilarious. Yeah. So I think it's Homer. I just think it's Homer. I, yeah. I like intrinsically, I came into it thinking like maybe it's Marge because I'm so intrigued by Marge and I love the Marge centric episodes so much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like she's the only, I think she's the only one in, yeah, she's the only one who poses the monorail in Marge versus the monorail. Like she knows she's smart. She is smart. Yeah. She holds herself silent more than she should, obviously, but that's part of the comedic device of that character is yeah. like her trying to get people to listen to her and her discovering herself. But in terms of like just funny moments, I think yeah. it's Homer. Homer's. Yeah. I think you're right. I think when you said, as soon as you said, I think that the tiebreaker is funny. It's got to be Homer. Yeah. It's a comedy. It's All Homer. Right. All right, Hal, bring us home. <laughs> this is very inside the actress. Is uh, is Homer Simpson there? Can I talk? To yeah, him? but I want to hear. But I want to hear. Hal. That's Peter Griffin. Are you know you're gonna Peter Griffin. I know. Just do it. <laughs> it's me, Homer Simpson. Ooh. Oh. Who is that? <laughs> that I, everybody's March impressions. Like, oh, me. Yep. Everybody is the same <laughs> one. People of the world. The best member of the immediate Simpsons family is Homer. He's hilarious. Patently hilarious. They're all funny. They all have a, have plenty of moments, especially over the last 800 years that that show's been on the air. But 
just like pound for pound, iconic, hilarious moments. It's Homer. It's shifted to him being the lead of the show. And there's a reason why that sailed. Cause if it, I think if it had stayed about Bart, I don't know that it would have lasted as long. Yeah. I really don't. I think that they were smart to pivot to the parents and Homer was such a rich character that they keep like, keep finding new ways for him to be dumb. And it's, I'm here for it. He is yeah. the best member of the Simpsons family asked and answered. Woohoo. <laughs> How many more random, just sound only Simpsons characters can we do? I you've know got, a lot of you are saying <laughs> you've got <laughs> a flagle. <laughs> I know a lot of you are saying what? I know I said not only, I know a lot of you are saying worst decision ever. But uh that's the way it goes. Tough cookies. This one's settled. That's right. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us. Email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group. Talk about your favorite Simpsons family member, your favorite Simpsons episode about them. I want to see it, facebook.com slash group slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, who you can support at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us an opportunity to talk for the first time on this show about The Simpsons. Uh, we got to do more of these. Yes. Yeah, more we'll have some more way. Simpsons stuff coming. More on the way. And to you all, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. Don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. We got this. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.